So I, I found a couple of stories that involved electric vehicles across my path uh, yesterday. Uh, what's it? So Thursday. And one of them is actually it's it's a little older than we usually cover. It's from August. So it's, it's, it's not recent, recent, but it's, it's, it's not aged either. But this next one came from just uh, just last night. I forwarded myself this link. Um, Switzerland will ban the use of electric cars for non-essential journeys if the country runs out of energy this winter. Um, emergency plans drawn up in the event the Swiss are hit by blackouts also call for shop opening hours to be reduced by up to two hours a day, heating systems and nightclubs to be turned off and other buildings be heated to no more than 20 degrees Celsius or centigrade, depending on how you were raised. Um, <laughs> crisis, crisis measures could see streaming services and game consoles banned, Christmas lights turned off and all sports stadiums and leisure facilities closed. So the EV part was really the hook. But what we're looking at is uh, what well, we we have a self-inflicted energy crisis around well in certain parts of the world this is completely self-inflicted there is more than enough power out there for any country that wants wants to produce it or harness it and we're talking about one of the richest countries in the world saying yeah you're gonna have to turn off your playstation and you're gonna have to park your electric car and you know why you know the reason why they give for this is is because of, they have to save the planet, yes. Because of climate change, that's why they can't open new uh, uh, coal facilities. Why they can't open new oil oil power plants. It's why they can't develop. Uh, it's why they have to. They, that's why they closed the nuclear power plants that they had. Germany was was pretty much one hundred percent nuclear, and so was France. And then and then this this green movement came in and shut down. Those plants replaced them with windmills and all the rest of the stuff that may supply 15% of the total power that they need. Although in wintertime, I'm not sure solar is going to be a big help in, um, in Europe. And so what they're basically saying is prepare yourself for less and less and less. You know, you're going to, your, your, your future consists of, uh, your, you will have electricity for four hours a day and you will have to, um, you'll either have to wear a jacket in your own house or, or find your own firewood to burn to keep warm and, and prepare to eat insects because that's coming too. And all of this stuff is done in the name to reduce carbon. And so this is the carbon is the, is the master. I don't want to say plan even it's, it's the ultimate lever. And now you have two generations of people convinced that if we if we don't radically do things like, oh, you, like you just said, not driving at all, not using our playstations, freezing in the wintertime, if we're not if we don't do that, then the earth is going to die, just going to die. It's just going to go extinct. They actually believe this. And and this is why this entire carbon climate change lie is so universally promoted by the left, because the, this was 20 years ago, they were describing these environmentalists as watermelons, right? Green on the outside, red on the inside. They're the entire hijacking of the of the um, ecology movement was used as an excuse to essentially shut down capitalism and replace it with the same kind of socialist amenities that you got in Russia when they were run by socialists. This isn't an accident. And by the way, yeah. it's on the same subject, it's not as bad here yet, but Two years, three years ago, we were not only energy uh, independent, we were an oil exporting country. We exported oil in America during the Trump administration. 
right? And now the Biden administration, which shut down all of those things, has allowed oil drilling to take place in Venezuela. <laughs> because if you drill for oil in Venezuela, yeah. that's not bad for the planet. Yeah, they but some if you drill for oil in California, the, well, then that's Chevron, the end of the world. The planet is agnostic toward Venezuela. You know, it just, there's a contrast between the European approach, which seems to be, you know, shut off your gaming console to save the planet. And what I would consider to be the classic American attitude, which is build a nuclear power plant so you can play a video game called Save the Planet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we are not yes. nearly as far down the road as the Europeans are, uh, pun only somewhat intended. Um, and the other story, uh, this is the one from August. Uh, it came across my Twitter feed. I'm like, oh, wow, I got to read that. And as I said, it's a little older than I usually go for. But uh, the headline, there isn't enough lithium to replace all fossil fuel cars. Hmm. So if you're looking to replace your gas or diesel powered car or truck with an electric battery on uh, on a one-to-one -one basis can't be done. Um, global reserves, let alone production of lithium, is nowhere near enough to resource the quantity of batteries required if the world is to decarbonize. That's a view taken by uh, Simon Michaud from GTK Research, who released a report recently titled Assessment of the Extra Capacity Required of Alternative Energy. Okay, it's a really long title. I'm not going to bore you with it. Um, but his findings highlight a clear shortage of lithium, nickel, and cobalt with only enough to build just one generation of batteries for all electric vehicles and stationary power storage. One generation. So you know what the solution to that is, Steve? Gas engines. You you get rid of gasoline. You know, no, no, it's not going back to gasoline engines. That would be uh, freedom and that'd be progress and that'd be humanity yeah, and that'd be all those things. No, if there's not enough lithium to build enough batteries for electric cars, then we'll have to eliminate all forms of private uh, transportation. Bingo. We do have enough batteries for you to, to ride on electric trams and you will you will get on a line and you will stand in the cold until your a vehicle arrives half an hour later, which will take you some distance towards your destination, at which point you will have to get out and wait for another vehicle to come. And they will control where you go, when you go there. And, and the excuse will be there's no more lithium, which may or may not be true. But the reason we have to go to lithium is, is to decarbonize the planet. And as I keep saying as loudly as I possibly can, they're screaming we're at 450 parts per million of, of CO2, forget to 500, it's game over. 80 million years ago, it was 3,000 parts per million. And life was everywhere. Yeah. So the whole thing is a lie. I'm not saying the, I'm not saying the planet's not warming. I'm not, I'm not going to get into that argument uh, because I don't have to, right? Okay, if the planet's warming, it's warming. But, but that's, the, that's the lever that they're using to shut all of this down. Why are they telling us we have to get used to eating insects? Why? Well, because cows emit a lot of methane and methane is a is a greenhouse gas. And if we allow people to eat steak, then the temperature on the earth might rise by and a degree or two. If and we bugs allow. don't burp. Oh, I hate um, that phrase. Bugs don't burp. Uh, Steve, can I uh, comfort our, our lithium <laughs> panic people? Um, when I was uh, just beginning to drive in the mid-1970s, actually, that's not true. It's kind of the early 70s I was beginning to drive. But when I was legally allowed to drive ah, yeah. in the mid-1970s, um, the, uh, the, the word was then that within a generation, we would be out of oil. So we yeah. weren't going to be able to drive our cars anyway. And so now the problem is we got way too much oil. We're burning way too much oil. It's, you know, it just keeps coming out of the ground. It's like, 
It's we have it's, more uh, reserves, it's, more it's, proven it, reserves now than of oil than we had in 1970 when these panic things yeah, started if, coming out. And we've used like all we, that oil in the meantime. We can get we can get to more oil now than than they did at the beginning of the oil age, right? When Standard Oil first started drilling for oil in Pennsylvania, we can get to more oil now than they could because of the technologies that we have. And it's as and if the this uh, Beverly is Hillbillies to top uh, a title sequence has actually become a nightmare movie of some sort. <laughs> exactly. Now, now Jed has to knock a, a pipe, you know, two, 300 yards into the ground and then explode it with water. But nevertheless, oil will come we, out. We, yeah, we get it. It's a little tougher. Yeah. But by the way, by the way, this whole Pete Buttigieg kind of thing, like, well, just go buy an electric car. Gas prices are high. Go buy an electric car. Okay. Let's just say you can cough up the hundred grand or whatever that costs. And let's just say you can deal with the batteries and forget all the carbon that goes into making the batteries in the cars and shipping all, forget all that stuff, right? If you think that the entire economy is going to go to electric vehicles and that electric charging stations are going to remain free, you are out of your mind. You We're are already out not of free your in a lot mind. of places. Not, not only that. Okay. There, there's so as the price of as the price of oil rises, the price of electricity rises. And the price of you charging your car rises. So this entire argument about oh, why are you worried about high high fuel prices? Just get an electric car; everything's free. No. Well, the subsidy no, will not. rise too. The yeah. Tax subsidy uh, will rise. My point is, it's going to cost well, yeah, but more. The subsidy is just—you're <laughs> still spending the money. <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah. You're spending other um, people's and money. Another, another point I saw that I hadn't thought of before is you can't replace. Uh, gas pumps with charging stations one-to-one because you'll spend three or four minutes gassing up your car. You'll spend 30 or 40 minutes charging up your your Tesla or your Volt. Um, That means you need – some of that can be uh, alleviated by charging at home, which, of course, you can't do with uh, gas unless you just got a a couple of gallons of gas in a can. You're going to put that in your car. Um, So some of that can be alleviated by home charging, but if you're talking about things like uh, highway gas stations where people are on road trips, you're going to have to replace that on what, a, a five, six, 10 to one basis? That's mm-hmm. insane. By the way, during this same week that we're discussing this, um, Elon Musk on Thursday delivered his first semi to PepsiCo. Uh, this is the electric powered 18 um, wheeler, essentially. Uh, truck that supposedly has a 500 mile range. And I think he said could recharge to like 70% within a half an hour. Um, and this is just the beginning of shipments. It's being delivered to a Pepsi facility in uh, California. And obviously that's where more of those are going to be. They got a big tax incentive. Uh, the government of California chipped in to help Pepsi buy these semi trucks. Um, so it's, I don't even like Pepsi and I'm paying for their trucks. I, I find it amusing <laughs> that in every generation, People go into a panic about something or another that is running out, that is no longer going to exist. And the assumption in that is is really a limited pie view of creativity and innovation. It is, well, we've already peaked. You know, we think we are, you know, homo sapiens sapiens. We are the wisest of all the wise and nothing more <laughs> can be developed. That. And and meanwhile, I'm sure that there are hundreds, if not thousands of scientists working on the next lithium, uh, whatever that is, that's going to, and there are many, many solutions to what that could be. But our assumption is 
that if one natural, so-called natural resource were to run out, then we'd be bereft and we'd just be sitting around staring at our electric cars as if they were statues in our driveways, uh, that, that no alternative would ever arise, as if we don't carry supercomputers in our pockets right now when my phone used to be bolted to the wall and all it could do was have phone calls. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's just silly when you hear people jabbering like this. Um, and it's not like we don't have the technology. It's not like we don't know how to do it. When I went, uh, when one of the two biggest influences of my life was going to the um, Futurama, uh, GM's Futurama display at the World's Fair 1960. And the final exhibit there was basically, and, and the guy's just, he's not like saying we could, he's saying we will. By 1979, we will have, we will have been using nuclear power plants to pump seawater from the Pacific Ocean into the middle of the Mojave Desert, and we will be growing rice in the desert underneath clean, uh, fresh water, and we can do whatever we want to, and turns out we can. It's not like we can't do it. It's not like we can't figure it out. It's not like we don't know how, and it's not like it's dangerous. Yeah. So all of this stuff Israel is does it every day. Table. It's yes. off the table. Why is it off the table? Why? If we can do it, why is it off the table? It's off the table because a small group of, of, of socialist collectivist lunatics have managed to worm their way into positions of power by scaring people to death about the future of, of, of the planet that we live on. And every science fiction movie that comes out now, and I mean every science fiction, every science short science fiction movie on YouTube, every one of them. We've killed the earth. We've, we've poisoned our last resources. The earth is dead. The earth is dying. We have to go to Iowa. We have to go someplace else. The aliens are going to come and to save us. You. The earth is going to rise up and come back and fight back, you know, like in, in the, that M. Light Shyamalan. No, I never watched that the, one. The earth is going to get its revenge on this, on this cancer. And, and again and again and again, wouldn't it just be better if humans were to go extinct and everything could just return to its natural state? Wouldn't, isn't that yeah. kind of the end result that we should all be wishing for? And all of this is predicated on what? It's predicated on this, on, on this idea that CO2 is a pollutant and that there's nothing you can do about it. Well, as it turns out, Earth has an extraordinarily robust feedback mechanism to deal with rises or falls in carbon dioxide. It doesn't have one to deal with mercury, let's say. That's why in the 1970s, we cleaned up the pollution. But that's not what we're dealing with now. And CO2 yeah. is air and for trees. You know, it's like... <laughs> it's The Earth is never this green. Oh, we are, we are undergoing a huge greening of the planet. And I thought it, I had been told... That that was the goal. No, I know. You see, I you're know. mistaken. I never you actually thought it, but I've been no. told it an awful lot. And and I think every every technological benefit brings with it a consequence, and some of those consequences are it se- would seem to be nothing but positive, uh, but there are negatives to everything. And yeah, if you if you suddenly move into an electric car economy and you haven't thought through the energy production aspect of that, like you're suggesting here in Switzerland, that you know they may have to tell people to shut down their electric cars for the winter because of brownouts or blackouts or whatever. Um, yeah, there's no infrastructure there, uh, and the same people who are promoting you to buy electric vehicles have not put the concomitant thought into the generating of electric power. Because the reality is there there are a handful of ways you can generate electric power in in quantity uh, sufficient to, to run everybody's electric car. And they don't want to deal with that crisis because, you know, the most obvious solutions like natural gas or, um, or nuclear, 
they've taken off the table. So now they've got to use the less fruitful, less productive, less efficient uh, means of doing so, like wind, like uh, hydro, like, um, you know, what was the other one that they're trying to push on us? Um, Oh, no, I can't keep solar. Solar. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Now, all of those are good things and we'll eventually get to the point, perhaps, when they can run neck and neck with some of the other, uh, you know, classic energy generation tools. But don't push the electric cars if you're not willing to provide the electricity. Yeah. Especially when the engineering solution is so easy, right? You've seen these giant windmills out there everywhere, right? So all you do is you take one of those windmills, you scale it down, you mount it on the roof of your car, you run the output of that generator into your battery. That's right. All you need to do is have a station that pushes your car at about 50, 60 miles an hour, (laughs) just like the thing that used to launch Hot Wheels, you know? (laughs) Once you get the car up to 50, 60 miles an hour, the airflow over the wind turbine generates enough electricity to keep the car running and and, and you're good to go. It's a perpetual motion. Good to go. Yeah. Absolutely. And the funny thing, like some of these cars, uh, a lot of these cars generate electricity when you brake. So there's, you know, margin. Now that's smart. Yeah. I think it's called recombinant braking. That's smart. You've got an object in motion. You want to slow it down. You can convert that kinetic energy into potential energy through basically turning the brakes into a generator. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's, that's you recharge the battery every time you, you Honda or uh, Toyota started that with the with the Prius uh, twenty plus years ago. It was a it's it's kind of brilliant. Why waste energy? I don't like waste. Well, that's exactly right. That's th- that's a great solution. I think we have the solution for this right at our at our fingertips, uh, so to speak. Um, and if we could just harness the power that comes from the wagging fingers of the people who tell us that we can't do it or we shouldn't do it, I think we'll have enough energy to run anything we want. All right. I'll, uh, I'll wrap up this, uh, this segment with just saying this. Um, if you've ever uh, uh, visited or especially driven any of, the, any of the Alpine region of Europe, whether it's the Swiss Alps, the French Alps, or the Italian Alps, you know the Europeans know how to do infrastructure. One of the most beautiful drives I've ever done, I think it's the A10. It's also the most expensive drive I've ever done. It's a really pricey toll road uh, from the uh, Italian-French border down to uh, 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 Porto Venere. And for a big chunk of that drive, uh, the, the the first part when you, where you're in the Alps, you have to remember the Alps are very young mountains. They're, they're maybe not as tall as some of the Rockies, but they're 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 just they're brand new, sharp, jagged, steep. sharp, steep mountains. And it's 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 ocean. Well, Mediterranean Sea, mountain. There's just there's no beach to to, to speak of. There just haven't been time for that erosion to happen. And so this highway is literally nothing uh, over this stretch is literally nothing but bridges between giant peaks and tunnels through giant peaks it's stunning and it's clean that's and it's, what we do and it's that's just what we do it's when you leave brilliant. us alone yes it's brilliantly done i when when i when i had to pay the toll at the end of this i'm like now i gotta pay it again on the way home are you kidding me but it was so worth it just not just for the natural beauty but for the engineering beauty the 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 innovation the the construction the cleanliness all of it was stunning it's like this this is what people can do so if switzerland or germany or france or italy if they're having to turn off the lights this winter it's because they chose to. 